educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, and welcome to Monday on the Dan Parsons Show. We're so glad you chose to take us along for your ride home. If you're uh, picking up the kiddos from your first day of school or, you know, heading to the grocery store or whatever you're doing, we uh, we invite you along for the ride. We appreciate it very much. It is 5.09, Monday, August 14th. Yeah, first day of Lincoln Public Schools. Hope it went well for you if you've got kiddos going back to school today it's always an exciting day for the family and and for the kids and 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 very thankful for the parents most of us Uh, i remember those days it's summer's over and get everybody back to a a routine that uh that works for your family so um yeah uh but don't forget uh if you miss any of uh, the live broadcast you can always tune us in on your your favorite podcast platform any darn time you like or just uh uh, dial over to KLIN.com. You can listen to us live there, or you can uh, scroll down the Dan Parsons page and and catch uh, the reruns, the podcasts, if you will. But, uh, hey, before we go any further, it's Monday. Say hello to producer extraordinaire, Mr. Johnny Cadillac. Uh, two things. Number one, so I was scrolling through my podcast platform, Stitcher, and could not find the Dan Parsons show. <laughs> Oh wait, no! You've said for a while we're not on Stitcher anymore. It, it's, but. I think. Well, I th- I'd heard it's not going away till the end of August. So if you're a Stitcher oh, okay. listener, so you we can, still have access right now. Well, I I I haven't checked. To be honest, I haven't either. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. But uh, I used today kind of as 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 I was telling you off air before we came on here as a little bit of a day of recovery. I uh, had a crazy weekend myself. Yeah, you were um, on the road. Yeah, I was, and. Uh, but I, I'm recovered enough, and I'm ready to be back here and having yet another Dan good time. Here we go. Let's do that. Well, uh, we appreciate that, Johnny, and all your good work. And, yeah, you saw some rock and roll, right, yesterday? I sure did, yeah. Omaha. I went yeah. to the Motley Crue concert. It nice. Was, it was incredible. Um, we, it was a little stressful at the beginning. It was raining. And we're like, oh, no, I guess an outdoor venue. But, uh um, we were late, and uh, but where we parked, we could hear Alice Cooper from away, so we didn't miss anything. By the time we got to our seats, it just magically stopped raining, so we missed nothing, and we got to our seats right at the right time. So, and then it was dry the rest of the night, and it was great. Up in Omaha, Charles Schwab Field, where Correct. the College yep. World Series is yep. played. Yeah, that's neat that they're making use of that field for things other than the College World Series, and. Yeah, very cool. Well, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll welcome Mr. Tom Beckius, chair of your Lincoln City Council, uh, for our monthly check-in with Tom to see what's going on with the council. Of course, they always meet on Mondays, so uh, I tuned in for a little bit. They were uh, not sure what all they were talking about today, but some uh, uh, we'll find out tomorrow, so tune in for that. And then uh, in the second half of the show, after at the bottom of the hour at 536, uh, we'll welcome into the studio Mr. Uh, Mike Flood, our congressman from the 1st District. Uh, the congressman's going to stop in. and So yeah, packed show tomorrow. Both uh, Tom and uh, Mike uh, will be in studio, keeping up with our bipartisan approach to this show of welcoming in a high-ranking Republican and a high-ranking Democrat in our city. So that'll be fun to catch up with them. And and coming up in just a few minutes here on the show, as we always do, checking in with 
Mr. Matthew Hansen, the editor of Flatwater Free Press, to see what those folks are cooking up on the on the news page of Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very first uh, nonprofit newsroom. So we look forward to that in a few minutes. But uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, uh, I, I thought it was interesting uh, for headlines here in here in Lincoln and uh, Chase Porter in the KLIN newsroom talked about this a few minutes ago. But uh, apparently there was a raid uh, by the Lincoln Police Department last week uh, on some local five local dispensaries. Uh, that previously uh, failed compliance tests when it comes to uh, THC products. And um, in a crackdown uh, replicated in other parts of the state, uh, it, you know, it's, it's confusing because there is a, a legal loophole that allows uh, uh, for a percentage of cannabis to be included in these, uh, in these products that are sold legally. And uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, although marijuana is still illegal in Nebraska, both for medical and and for recreational use, uh, the nineteen or the, excuse me, the twenty eighteen farm bill uh, federally legalized uh, the regulated production of hemp, and so the law requires that the plant contain no more than point zero three or zero point three of uh, delta nine THC. Um, and so anyway, there's, uh, but there were no uh, limits placed on the hundreds of other cannabis uh, present in hemp, uh, including Delta 8, essentially creating a loophole for businesses to sell it. So anyway, um, <laughs> some excitement in, uh, in the uh, uh, cannabis uh, distributors uh, here in Lincoln. Um, and, 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 and by the way, the, their, law, their lawyers said... Um, uh, that uh, they comply with uh, the people that supply them that. They have uh, uh, records that indicate uh, how much uh, uh, percentage of THC is allowed, and and uh, according to their attorneys, according to this news story, um, they complied with the law, but uh, they're just waiting on test results. So anyway, that's we'll follow that story and keep you up to date on that, on uh, uh, here in Lincoln. So anyway, uh, joining us on the telephone, uh, Mr. Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press. Matthew, happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. Sorry, I'm sorry I'm late. I was I was stocking up on Delta Eight. I had to I had to you know drive around and find all the uh, places where it still is. You know, uh, I was joking with uh, someone the other day. Uh, I think it was somebody from out of town just made the observations of how many of these dispensaries around town and. And they weren't necessarily familiar with Nebraska law, and and uh, and so I tried to explain to them that no, Nebraska is actually one of the few states that are left. I think there's close to 30 states that have some kind of legal uh, marijuana, uh, either uh, cannabis, either uh, recreational or or medical. And and so I said, you know, think of it this way: it's kind of like if every street corner had a uh, a um, a coffee shop that only served decaffeinated coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's probably about right. So, you know, there is some uh, caffeine in your, you know, some caffeine, and you can get some effect. But uh, anyway, so uh, that's that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> you know, I just came back from Amsterdam and witnessed, you know, the legal, you know, as they say, it's uh, everything's legal in Amsterdam. But uh, I broke no laws, just for the record. 
Uh, I didn't break any laws while I was in Amsterdam. Well, Matthew, uh, thank you. As, and we missed last week. I apologize for that. It was totally on me because I had just gotten back from, from Europe and uh, trying to uh, figure out what I was going to do. And, and so anyway, we didn't, we didn't get together and plan a show last week. So my apologies, but no, happy to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and we had talked over, uh, text over the weekend about, uh, this great story that, uh, another great story that Cindy Lang Kubik wrote, uh, for the paper, uh, for the newsroom and, uh, uh, her story, uh, Lincoln family gives a new life to an old table and much, much more. And uh, as you wrote in your weekly newsletter, uh, boy, uh, Cindy, once again, uh, get out the Kleenexes if you're, uh, the tissue is reading Cindy's story. So, uh, uh, and Cindy couldn't be with us today. She was traveling as well. So, uh, but she sends her well wishes to all of the listeners who are big fans, as we all are, of Cindy. And, and my goodness, uh, this personal story of her father's, her parents' uh, dining room table that uh, she repurposed. And, and, and so that was a powerful story. Yeah, one of the reasons that I loved it so much is, and, and you know, you when it's in, in the hands of a skilled writer, that idea of, you know, this is a thing that is super, I mean, you know, her dad's health, her dad's death, and she she writes about it in a way that is, A, so relatable, but also, B, like, you know, the the temperature of the emotion is just turned to the right Yeah. Uh, Degree, and I just I, I started reading it uh, the other day, and was just you know just reminded how how, how great of a writer Cindy is. People should, especially people in Lincoln, should should check it out if they haven't uh, if they haven't read it yet on our uh, on our website flatwaterfreepress.org. Do it or RG, absolutely. Well, uh, Matthew, if you can, hang on. We got to take this quick break. We'll come back and talk about a couple other stories that I'm interested in and that you guys are working on. And so, uh, stay with us uh, after this. Quick message, we'll be back with Matthew Hansen on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to Monday edition of The Dan Parsons Show here on 1499.3 KLIN. And like we do every Monday, uh, Mr. Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, Nebraska's very out, very first uh, nonprofit newsroom. And Matthew, uh, Johnny Cadillac, because he is my producer and keeps me on my toes, reminded me that you were here with me last Monday. It was two <laughs> weeks ago that you weren't here, so my, my apologies. Apologies. Uh, so it was. It was so. Well, it, I, I'm still just mushing all of those days of recovery from jet lag into apparently two weeks of uh, recovery. So anyway. I thought we had talked last Monday, but I honestly <laughs> took your word for it. I was like, yeah, I probably have that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway. So uh, yeah, we only missed two weeks ago. The day the day I got back uh, from from vacation. Anyway, here we are. Uh, one of the other, and so uh, Matthew Hansen, editor, Flatwater. Free Press, and you can read uh, Matthew's very entertaining uh, weekly newsletter that he sends out every Friday, uh, and you can, uh, there's no cost to that, subscribe to that for free, and that way it shows up in your mailbox uh, uh, every Friday to uh, see what they're working on, and uh, go to flatwaterfreepress.org to sign up for that. Uh, the, the other story, Matthew, that caught my attention this week uh, 
uh, from your reporter that's a fellow from the Howard Center for Investigative Journalism, uh, Destiny Herbers, I believe is her name. And um, uh, Destiny worked on a story about uh, disappearing dentists and for low-income Nebraskans. Uh, how difficult it is, uh, the long drives and long lines and little help uh, for people who are have Medicaid and uh, to get regular dental appointments. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I was shocked by this one. Um, I was shocked by the severity of the problems for, for people who are on Medicaid. And it's one of those stories where, you know, kind of state government and government policy that, that can be very unsexy. Right. You know, Medicaid reimbursement rates. Boy, that's the thing that, you know, (laughs) most people aren't going to pay attention to during the legislative session. But, you know, for for people who are are trying to access dental care, um, particularly if they're from west of, uh, say, Grand Island um, in Nebraska, it's it's just gotten brutal. I mean, they, they you know, there's there's no hardly any dentists who are accepting Medicaid patients. And the reason is because. Uh, the the reimbursement rates are low enough. The dentists are basically saying, you know, we just lose a ton of money when we, when we take uh, Medicaid patients. So it's one of those ways that, you know, how our government um, works and sort of the decisions made um, in the in the legislature and unicameral really do affect. Uh, regular people in Nebraska, even though it's not the sexiest issue. Well, and and I think a lot of us maybe don't consider dental health as, you know, at the top of our mindset when we're thinking about overall health. But if anyone has has had any dental problems or lack of dental, regular dental care, you can certainly relate to that. But, and and, uh, Destiny's uh, uh, story points out that the problem is especially pronounced in western Nebraska, which makes sense. Only, uh, according to her story, only two dozen dentists west of Kearney have been paid for treating a Medicaid patient uh, this year. That's just, I mean, there's a lot of people uh, that are missing out on, on care. And uh, Yeah, and, and, you know, what ends up happening, too, is, is a thing that actually affects all of us. It affects taxpayers, which yeah. is that, you know, and you can kind of play it out in your mind. Uh, I can't get dental care. I can't get dental care. I can't find a dentist. Oh, my problem has gotten so bad. Where do I go? I go to the ER. Yep. And, you know, I have, uh, you know, invasive surgery. Uh, you know, the problems have gotten a lot worse, and, and Destiny has uh, examples in the story, but you know, who ends up paying for that? The American taxpayer. Yep. So, so it's a, it, you know, it's a situation too, where, um, you know, not being able to get that preventative uh, care uh, earlier really leads to bigger problems, both for the patient. And, and I think a lot of times, um, you know, for the, the state and the country. Absolutely. Well, that's an important story. And so, yeah, really appreciate that. So Destiny is here as a, a one-year stint uh, uh, from Howard Center for Investigative Journalism. That's great that you continue to find these, uh, these budding journalists uh, across the country and bring them here to Nebraska to, uh, to help out. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really fun, and uh, we're taking Destiny. Uh, we're going to Valentine on Wednesday. Nice. Uh, myself, Natalia, and Destiny. So Destiny gets the gets a her first look at at uh, you know Nebraska, different parts of of Nebraska. So it's a, it's really fun to bring people from outside and have them do good journalism, and also you know in in a lot of cases what what ends up happening is they fall in love with the place. So oh my it's, goodness! It's super fun to it's super fun to see that. Well, in Valentine, oh my goodness, what a great community and so so forward thinking and uh yeah, I've got some dear friends up there. It's what a great city. Um 
Yeah, very good. Yeah, keep I'll that bring up. back some Bolo beer if you. Uh, yes, for, uh, yes. We've I've those those guys have been on my podcast before, and we. <laughs> yeah, sure they have. yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, the other story, Matthew, that is not one of your stories, but I I know it's of interest to you, and it should be of interest to anyone who cares about journalism in this country, and that's that crazy Marion County, Kansas story where. Uh, j- just yesterday, dozens of news organizations condemned a police raid on a Kansas newspaper in its publisher's home, uh, sending a letter to the local police department's uh, chief urging him to immediately return all the seized materials. And, and so here's, here's just a really quick little synopsis of what happened. Uh, in May, uh, Marion County hired a new police chief, uh, and that in a resident uh, who owns a local coffee shop uh, by the name of Carrie Newell uh, was at some point in the past arrested for drunk driving. Uh, and this person is in the process of applying for a liquor license. Well, on August 1st, uh, the local congressman was having an open forum at the, the coffee shop that this uh, that Carrie owns. And then two employees of the Marion County Record attended to, the, to report on the event, attended the event to report on it. Uh, and uh, the, the uh, coffee shop owner requested that the chief of police remove the reporters from the event because she, quote, will not have members of the media in my establishment. Uh, and uh, it, it goes on from there. A four-page letter was sent by the reporters um, uh, for a committee for freedom of the press to the police chief uh, was signed. Well, that yeah, that's the, the, the letter yesterday. But And so they raided uh, the newsroom and took everything. Uh, and there's some question now about whether uh, there was even a, a court order to allow to, to do that. So anyway, I've rambled on. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I mean, my, my main uh, feeling when I first read that, and, and it hasn't changed since, is, is nausea. I mean, it, it's just the sort of thing that, you know, that, there are certainly police investigations that need to happen type yeah. to uh, anything, but, you know, the, the seizing of material seemingly protected yeah. by the first amendment by freedom of the press yeah. it, it's a scary step it, it's a scary thing to yeah. see happen in america and yeah. i hope that people understand why that yeah that that should really freak everybody yeah okay we got to take this news break matthew thank you very much 1499 klin pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Again, keeping you moving with time-saver traffic. 
I'm Chris Lofgren. Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Monday edition. And we're so glad you could take us along for your ride home or picking up the kiddos after the first day of school and uh, figuring out what's for for dinner. And uh, so thank you very much. We always appreciate it. Uh, And thank you to Matthew Hansen, editor of the Flatwater Free Press. And remember, you can always, if you're not signed up to read their work, you can go to flatwaterfreepress.org. And uh, Nebraska's very first nonprofit newsroom, which means... uh, uh, you don't have to pay a subscription. They take donations, uh, but they uh, they don't take. Uh, that's not the business model. The business model is they rely on grants and funding from other sources, uh, uh, other than their readers. And uh, and uh, as a bonus, they give their news away to other news outlets as well. So. Uh, I know the story we were talking about of Cindy Lang Kubik's uh, latest uh, uh, wonderful story about her uh, father and mother's uh, uh, dining room table that she gave away uh, was on the front page of the Lincoln Journal Star yesterday. So anyway, so thankful always for the work of the Flatwater Free Press. And <clears throat> because we, and I apologize to Matthew, we kind of got sh- cut short on time there for his segment. But what I didn't get to mention with uh, talk with Matthew about, which I wanted to let our listeners know because I know there's some fans out there of of the work they're doing Uh, they're having a flatwater festival coming up in a month on September 14th uh, at the uh, at the barn the Ankerhurst dairy farm in Bennington Uh, in the flatwater festival will be a celebration of Nebraska journalism uh, the stories that bring us together and the stories that challenge us and our leaders to do better uh, for our communities, and they're going to have an all-star panel of journalists uh, who, as Matthew writes in his um, newsletter last week, who know a thing or two uh, about Nebraska, and Matthew's going to moderate this panel, and let me just give you a rundown of who those uh, uh, journalists are. And they all, the great thing is, they're all uh, national uh, reporters and, and uh, have stellar careers in journalism, but they all have Nebraska ties. Uh, a woman by the name of Lashara Bunting is the CEO and executive director of the Online News Association, very important organization that uh, oversees uh, uh, online news and gives support to those uh, entities uh, uh, across the country and uh, here in America. Uh, Dion Searcy. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lashara Bunting is originally from Omaha. Deanna Searcy is a reporter for the New York Times. Uh, she's a Wymore uh, native, and she won uh, the 2020 Pulitzer Prize for international reporting. So Dion Searcy will be uh, at this event on September 14th. And uh, the one I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, Jeff Zeleny, uh, Chief National Re- Affairs Correspondent uh, for CNN. Uh, who's from Exeter, Nebraska? Imagine that. And so, anyway, uh, that's coming up on September 14th. If you're interested in, in checking that out, just go to uh, flatwaterfreepress.org. Well, coming up on tomorrow's show, on Tuesday, as you know, on Tuesdays, we invite uh, some of our local elected leaders in to talk about issues that impact all of us. And it's our monthly check-in with Tom Beckius, and Tom is the chair of your Lincoln City Council. Uh, so Tom will be in studio the first half of the show. And then I'm, I'm thrilled to welcome into the studio for the first time. He's been on the show many times uh, here in the past three months. 
Uh, but our first district congressman, Mike Flood, uh, will join us in the second half of the show. Uh, keeping with my bipartisan approach, uh, Democrat and Republican, uh, they'll be in the same room for a short time. Um, so anyway, tune in tomorrow for that. Um, uh, we we look forward to that conversation. Well, listen, I uh, I kind of I did. I gave short strift to um, uh, to Matthew and talking about this situation down in Kansas. Uh, this Marion Police Department confiscated computers, cell phones uh, from the publisher and staff. The Marion County Record uh, in a Friday raid, prompting press freedom watchdogs to condemn the actions of the local authorities as a blatant violation of the U.S. Constitution's uh, protection of free press. Uh, The police searches were apparently prompted by a complaint from a local restaurant owner, this Carrie Newell, uh, who accused the newspaper of invading her privacy after it obtained copies of her driving record, which included a 2008 conviction of drunk driving. Uh, the newspaper publisher and co-owner uh, maintains that the newspaper's aggressive, aggressive coverage of local politics and police chief uh, Gideon Cody's record are the main reason for the raids. Um, Newell says, uh, uh, this is the coffee shop owner who was convicted of drunk driving, says that the newspaper targeted her after she ordered uh, the newspaper uh, a publisher and a reporter out of her restaurant earlier this month uh, during a political event. There was a congressman having a town hall meeting in her restaurant, and she told him to get the heck out and banned him from her restaurant uh, to cover that uh, event. So anyway, um, it's troubling uh, that that kind of activity could go on. And uh, and as I mentioned, there was a, a, a panel, a, a large group of, of journalists uh, wrote a letter uh, to the uh, sheriff objecting to that uh, as a violation of uh, constitutional rights of a free press. And so anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, fascinating story coming out of uh, Kansas. Well, uh, looking at some of the other headlines that are catching my eye uh, here on a Monday afternoon, uh, and again, the other uh, Nebraska nonprofit newsroom, in addition to Flatwater Free Press, are our friends over at Nebraska Examiner. And uh, uh, just like uh, the uh, Flatwater Free Press, uh, Nebraska Examiner gives their news away, uh, uh, does not charge for subscriptions. Uh, Same model as uh, Flatwater Free Press. And these models are popping up around the country to kind of shore up uh, the shrinking uh, print industry, the uh, news journalists uh, who have for years, uh, who who we've relied on for years to provide uh, to be a watchdog for government and other uh, uh, organizations and entities in the country, uh, continue to be decimated. Those newsrooms, as you know, um, uh, the news, the print newspapers keep getting smaller and smaller, and uh, uh, because that business model is uh, just really struggled. So anyway, Nebraska Examiner has a story by our friend Paul Hamill. A couple days ago, uh, again, keeping on the marijuana theme today, uh, talking about uh, uh, KLIN reporting about uh, the uh, raid on some uh, uh, THC uh, distributors uh, uh, here in Lincoln uh, over the weekend. Uh, But this story by Paul Hamill uh, talks about the governor uh, nixing a proposal to relax uh, police trainee standards for marijuana and drug use. 
Uh, and Paul reports, uh, Paul Hamill with the Nebraska Examiner uh, reports that Governor Jim Pillen has rejected a proposed relaxation in drug use standards uh, to qualify for training as a Nebraska law enforcement officer. Uh, saying it could be viewed as a watering down of the standards. Uh, a panel of state law enforcement officials have recommended the change as part of a broader effort to qualify more applicants for the necessary state training to work in law enforcement. In other words, like a lot of other professions, like every profession, uh, there's a shortage of workers, and law enforcement is not uh, not immune to that. And currently, a recruit cannot have used marijuana for 24 months or used a narcotic or other dangerous drugs uh, for up to five years prior to being admitted to the Nebraska Law Enforcement Training Center in Grand Island. And, yeah, I I think that's a policy that should be reviewed. I mean, obviously, we don't want uh, people who are breaking laws to be uh, encouraged to to be our uh, in law enforcement, but at the same time, uh, there's an advisory council that is proposed to lower those standards to 12 months. So, in other words, instead of uh, 24 months uh, that you could not apply to be in law enforcement training, uh, there's been a, a council that has recommended that we drop that to 12 months for marijuana use and three years for narcotics. So it's not, it's not doing away with those standards you still can't use marijuana uh, and be in law enforcement illegally use marijuana and be in law enforcement uh, but they're just suggesting that this uh, panel suggested to um, to the state that they lower that instead of 24 months that uh, you have to be clean from using marijuana uh, they said it uh, lowered it to 12 months and the governor said nope uh, in a July 18th letter rejecting the proposed rule changes, uh, the governor said he didn't think it was prudent to adopt such a change without data that shows a significant number of applicants are being rejected due to the current drug use standards. So, uh, so anyway, uh, the, the governor weighed in on that and said, nope, we're not changing those standards. Let's keep it where it's at. Listening to the Dan Parsons Show on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Hey, welcome back as we help you on your drive home on this Monday afternoon. Lovely Monday afternoon. My goodness, seventy seven degrees on an August evening in Nebraska. I guess it's going to get back to summer <clears throat> later this week. Uh, I saw it's going to get up uh, close to a hundred. I talked to all three of my kiddos live in South Texas. I talked to all of them this past weekend, uh, one in Corpus Christi and, and, uh, two in Austin. And they're just, you know, they're hardy Nebraskans, but my goodness, it's just bacon in South Texas. It's just, they said, it's just miserable day after day after day of 100 plus i mean 107 108 109 and that's real temperature so i was just say i think i think i asked doug when he was filling in for you for that two weeks i don't think i've asked you at least on air yet but would you do you normally generally speaking do you normally prefer warm weather or cold weather all oh, things considered. Oh, I much I love the I love the well, I think most people say this somewhere in between, right? I love the fall. Right. I that's love fair. the fall season, but no, I I love uh, warm weather. Okay. I love the beach. I love, you know, right. that kind of a I bit. mean, my whole thing is like grant I've been to Alaska a couple times and I love it and you know, it's usually always colder there, but at the same time if I'd rather if I had the choices of being too warm all the time or too cold all the time, I'm going to choose to be warm all the time. Like I love wearing shorts. And uh, not having to bundle up—that's a big thing. Yeah. The only the only difference is 
when it comes to sleeping at night, I'd probably rather be too cold than too warm. But yeah. that's that's the only difference. Yeah, yeah. Well, and when we were in Europe, my goodness, it never got over seventy five degrees uh, while we were over there, and and so that was that was a lovely break. Well, we'll check with you later in the week, Johnny, when it's a hundred degrees. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> See how you feel about that. Sounds good. I might be sweating, but I think I'll still keep my stance. <laughs> that's right. Well, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll welcome uh, Tom Beckius, chair of the Lincoln City Council, uh, and in the second half of the show, Congress. Congressman Mike Flood and both gentlemen will be in studio, uh, keeping with our bipartisan approach to this show, and and so that we look forward to that. Don't miss that. And uh, and, and coming up on Wednesday's show, we're going to have a return engagement uh, by Richard Moberly, uh, dean of the University of Nebraska Lincoln uh, School of Law. And so Richard has agreed to come on from time to time to evaluate and give us the uh, the non political uh, and uh, to analyze in a non political way uh the trials of uh, former president uh, trump and uh so anyway richard will be back with us and uh, just to catch us up and and it's funny when richard was on a couple weeks ago um because he, he agreed to that he said yes uh, i think that's a fascinating uh, way to approach uh, that story these stories and um you know you can find a political commentary about uh, former president trump uh and and his uh, troubles with uh, uh, the legal system uh you can find political commentary you know, you can't swing a dead cat without uh, finding easily uh, political commentary about those issues. And so I wanted on my show to be able to talk facts and uh, just give facts to the listeners of because it's hard to keep up. Uh, it's frankly hard to keep up because there's while <clears throat> there's now a uh, a state uh, indictment uh, in New York uh, related to the porn star uh, person that he paid off or allegedly paid off. <clears throat> and then there's, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and then there's the, um, uh, the documents case uh, out of Mar-a-Lago, uh, that he allegedly took, uh, secret documents without, uh, permission from the United States government. And, and now the latest one, uh, related to the January 6th <clears throat> insurrection and his, his role in that. And, uh, which reaches across many states, um, and and so anyway, that case came down literally thirty minutes before uh, Dean Moberly came on the air a couple weeks ago, and so I told him uh, when we were talking over the weekend to uh, to come on uh, this Wednesday to talk about uh, the updates. Uh, there's a darn good chance uh, that the Georgia uh, indictment could come down. Uh, any day now. There, uh, here's a, <clears throat> a story that uh, just came across the wire uh, uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, the grand jury uh, hears hours of testimony in an election interference case. Uh, prosecutors brought <clears throat> at least three witnesses before a grand jury uh, today, considering efforts by former President Donald J. Trump and his allies to overturn Georgia's results in the 2020 election. Uh, the latest developments in that investigation, uh, as this uh, story reads, and it was just updated about 11 minutes ago, a grand jury in Atlanta uh, spent hours hearing evidence Monday <clears throat> as prosecutors began laying out their investigation of Donald J. Trump and some of his former advisors whose efforts to overturn the state's 2020 election could result in a criminal indictment. Uh, the fourth, which would be, if you're counting at home, which would be the fourth against the former president. Uh, the proceedings stretched into the evening, uh, with the judge overseeing the grand jury keeping his courtroom open 
after the normal close of business so jurors could hear additional testimony. So that case looks like uh, it's uh, imminent uh, any day. So so anyway, we'll, uh, from a legal expert, uh, from our own UNL College of Law, uh, to kind of go over that and and help us wade through facts from fiction, hyperbole over, um, you know, the facts. And so... uh, but anyway, Dean Moberly will be with us on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, if you're following along, Jason Ball, uh, president of the uh, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, will be with us. And uh, so that's the week's lineup. We hope you'll stick around and join us for all of that. And uh, in the meantime, um, I hope you're, if you've got kiddos or grandkids back to school today, I hope that uh, process is going well. I know it's always a bit stressful to get everybody where they need to be and get on that new time frame. And uh, uh, everybody's probably thinking about uh, dinner and and uh, uh, what what went on in the school room today, in the classroom today. So good luck with all that. Uh, I know it's always a, a busy season when you make that changeover, but uh, uh, as a parent, you know, I started my business 20 years ago from the kitchen table, like a lot of us entrepreneurs do. And, and uh, you know, I had three kids at home at the time, and uh, I always felt... Uh, Man, come summertime when summer was over, uh, try and run a business from your kitchen table uh, with uh, three kids in the house uh, during the summertime was uh, was always a challenge. But, uh, you know, as we say, as as you hear from people like me who've been through that process, uh, uh, enjoy it while you can, uh, because it goes fast. And it's easy for me to say because I'm done with that. But uh, so anyway, I hope you had a good uh uh, first start of uh, LPS season, and uh, hope that went well for you. Um, and uh, just a reminder, if you have not followed us on our social media pages, uh, we'd love for you to follow us along on the Twitter and uh, the Facebook. And uh, we continue to grow those audiences. You know, we've only been doing this for three months, and so uh, we continue to grow those audiences. And like I say, it's it's nice to continue our conversation after this program ends because we only get you for an hour every day. So, uh, and we're thankful for that. But if you want to continue the conversation and see some of the things that uh, that we're interested in uh, beyond. Uh, this hour show uh, do follow us on the Twitter and the Facebook page and uh, uh, and interact with us. Uh, we always Johnny producer extraordinaire Johnny Cadillac always puts up uh, uh, the show each day after we're done here and it's always up there uh, minutes it seems like Johnny after we're done but uh, sometimes it takes you maybe uh, thirty minutes or so. Yeah, it depends on what's going on, but I usually try to get it up pretty pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, we'd love to continue the conversation that if you missed uh, Friday's show with Chef Kevin, we were talking about uh, his creative uh, venture as uh, recreating himself and and the book that he uh, really changed his life, the artist's way. Uh, and so uh, uh, that book is up on the on the Twitter page if you want to follow that. And then, uh, uh, yeah, there's uh, uh, stories by Aaron Sandiford and uh, our friends at uh, Nebraska Examiner, as well as uh, uh, all the stories we talk about with uh, with our friends at Flatwater Free Press. Again, thanks to Matthew Hansen uh, for joining us. And if you missed any of that, uh, rewind on your favorite podcast or uh, sign up for the newsletter, flatwaterfreepress.org. Well, that's the show, kids. So glad you could take us along for the ride home and uh, catch us tomorrow for Congressman uh, Mike Flood and 
Tom Beckiath's chair of the Lincoln City Council. We'll see you then. So that's a wrap. Now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.